0: Welcome to The Romance Show Podcast. Thank you for joining us again. If this is your first time listening, welcome. I'm your host, Vanessa Fewings, author of The Enthrall Sessions, The Icon Trilogy from Harlequin, and Perfume Girl. You're listening to the show for romance lovers. Whether it's to tune in and hear your favourite author chat about their books, as well as your favourite book boyfriends, or you're an aspiring author intrigued with another writer's process, You've come to the right place. You're going to have a lot of fun over the next half hour. I'm proud to be a member of Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. My news this week is super exciting. The audio book for Perfume Girl is underway. Also, pervade London. My new erotic MMF will be out in a few weeks. So excited about that. I'm gonna be talking more about these at the end of the interview, so stay tuned afterwards. I had an incredible time chatting with one of my favorite authors, and I know she's your favorite author too, New York Times bestselling author, J.A. Husk. She was kind enough to sit down with us and talk about her super sexy and compelling turning series based in Colorado. And she also talked about her exciting co-authorship with author and actor Jonathan McLean. We talked about our love of audiobooks and her passion for choosing the right voices for her wonderful characters. I know you can't wait to hear it. So here she is. Welcome to The Romance Show. J.A. Huss.
1: Thank you for having me. Thank you so much. Thank
0: you, Julie, for being here. I'm absolutely thrilled that you're being, you've been able to join us on the Romance Show. I know I'm incredibly excited because I'm fangirling, and I know that many of my uh, readers who are in the Romance Lounge on Facebook, they were so excited to hear that you were going to be on the podcast today. So I'm so grateful to you for taking some time out of your really busy schedule.
1: Thank you so much. I'm, I just think it's fun to be here. So thank you for inviting me.
0: Thank you. Um, so I just want to say that the writing community is made up of a diverse group of writers, from attorneys to nurses, doctors, housewives, midwives, and scientists. And you're scientist. scientists, is that right?
1: <laughs> That's right. I'm a scientist. Yep. I went, fat- to school, um, I went to school I went to school. I actually thought I was going to be a veterinarian, but I changed my mind in like my senior year and then I ended up going to grad school instead, and then I dropped out of my PhD program because I hated it, and then I ended up just getting a master's degree just so I didn't waste my time. That's kind of how it happened.: <laughs>
0: it's Forensic toxicology, right?
1: Yep, yeah, so that was- that's what that was- my master's is.
0: I was thinking you should be writing all the CSI episodes.
1: (laughs) Well, I think that, I mean, I do find that stuff interesting. Although what I was majoring in was mostly lab work. It was mostly lab work. Like the people who do the tests, uh, you know, the drug testing and blood testing and all that, all that DNA testing stuff. So um, I don't know if that's as fun as, you know, like the investigator is probably funner, right?
0: I think it's incredible to understand you must be good at math to understand all that science you must have be able to use two parts of you this both sides of your brain the artistic side, <laughs> that side that's
1: why. I'm really not that great at math I'm only I'm only okay like I had to really study hard um, for math classes in college for sure yeah me too
0: me too definitely um, uh, reading and writing and literature is my strongest, strongest side. strongest yeah so how do you go from work, you know, being in science and, and being in that profession? What was the moment? Do you remember the moment where you went, I'm going to write a romance for your first time?
1: Well, see, I started writing nonfiction a long, long time before I started writing fiction. And I was writing science books for kids. Um, and I wrote a whole bunch of those. And then one day... I kind of ran out of things to talk about in those nonfiction books. So I wrote, I actually wrote a science fiction book first. I wrote a whole series actually. And that was right in 2012. And, and that's when new adult kind of hit the new adult market. And I realized I was writing new adult, but I wasn't writing romance. I was, it was kind of writing a romance subplot. So then I decided to write a romance, and that's when I first decided, and that's how it happened. In 2013, I released Tragic, and that one took off, where the science fiction ones really didn't.
0: <laughs> the first book of yours I read was Three, Two, One and it was was all over Facebook, and I kept seeing this book, and I thought, okay, I'm going to give it a go. I've been hearing amazing things about this author, and that was it. I was completely hooked. Where did the idea for
1: 321
0: come from? Because it's really, it was an amazing book, and it also was hugely
1: successful. It was pretty successful. Um, Let's see, that one, I kind of just had this idea of of having a love triangle, except it not being a triangle. I think that was my goal. I didn't want it to be a triangle. I wanted there to be no jealousy between the guys. And I wanted them to truly like all be in love. And so that's just kind of where that came from. And everything else I kind of made up as I went.
0: Yeah. So, th- so this, I suppose we could talk about your writing process. Do you because I see you write a series and I'm like this, so makes so much sense. It flows so beautifully. Would you say you're a plotter or a pantser or a little bit of both? I love asking all this.
1: Yeah, I'm definitely both because I, I do like to know where I'm going, but everything changes. And so it definitely, like if you read a series of mine and you read book one and you read the last book, I definitely did not have that last book in mind when I wrote book one. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I completely understand that. That's like, that's how I work. I kind of start and then I let the characters kind of lead me. And and that's why I think, I think that's what imbues your work with something that's spontaneous and something that the readers can't guess what's going to happen next.
1: Right. Yeah, I think that's good in, in suspense books because then they truly can't guess because you didn't know. You didn't know when you wrote it, you know, until you got all the way through it and figured it out
0: and another the other series that i've read of yours i'm reading another series on top of this but i loved the turning series and the first book is taking turns and it made me to. i was telling you earlier made me want to move to colorado because it's based in colorado Uh,
1: yes yeah um, a lot of them are not all of them but most of them are based in colorado yeah yep so the i listened to
0: the audiobook and that's Narrators Ava Erickson, who I adore, she's actually narrated um a book of mine, and Sebio, who we know, who we adore, Ted and Joe Arden. And it's mesmerizing. Guys, if you get the chance, go snap this up right now on audio. It's phenomenal. It's one of my favourite all-time series. So how does that come around when you're you've written the book and now you're looking for voices? How did that feel? Did you have to choose the voices the narrators or was that something that the um w- did you produce it yourself how did it work
1: no i i actually that was the very first book i did with podium publishing who has an imprint now called oh my audiobooks and they do romance um but when i signed with them that was 2016 i think and they're the ones who did the martian so um i don't, somehow a friend of mine introduced me to them, and so they really wanted to buy the rights for three, two, one. And so when I said yes, obviously, because <laughs> I made it. But when it came time to picking the voices, um, I think I picked I think I picked most of them because I told them I, I had very specific requirements because I'm a big audiobook listener. And so I was like, this has to be a book that I would listen to because I really don't listen to romance books. And so if it's not a book I want to listen to, then, you know, I'm not going to be happy. So they were really, really um, helpful with me when we did three, two, one. And then when we did taking turns and, you know, all we did, they did, they've done almost all the books. Um, I think we just kind of know each other now and I just tell them who I want. Yeah, I just <laughs> tell, um, okay, I think this book is for Teddy, or this book is for um you know Tad or whoever
0: yeah, because it's when we 've written these characters and then we 're creating the audiobook it's it 's got to be a right fit, and it 's really important for our readers and it's you know it 's something that we I put a lot of heart into as well, um bless our heart Ava is um uh, she's producing one of my next audiobooks and we were auditioning quite a few actresses because it just has to be right, you know, and I want them to be comfortable Yeah, too. That's important for me because of, you know, the material and everything. I want it to be something that they really enjoy doing. Okay, I want to talk to you about your collaboration with Jonathan McLean. How did that come about?
1: So Jonathan is a narrator. His his pseudonym as narrator is Tad Branson. So as Tad Branson, he has narrated quite a few of my books. And so he got done doing the book for the company. And he said, um, I think we should try and make this into a TV series. So that is actually how it started. Yeah. He and I worked together in the audiobook And then we wrote, um, we wrote a script for the company and I sold the rights to, his, um, to MGM through his help. And um, we did a whole bunch of that stuff and so that's how we came to to know each other and now we're really good friends and we've written eight books together so it's actually been a really really good partnership
0: how are you comfortable talking about that writing partnership because I sometimes think that they're delicate like who goes first that's like a loaded question but who writes first or do you both come up with the idea how does how does that collaboration work with you
1: um I think I mean, a lot of them, uh, I think a lot of them, I come up with like the initial premise and then um, not all of them, but it probably half of them. And then we'll bounce ideas off each other. And we definitely, he's definitely hands-on. Like he writes his chapters and I write my chapters. And we, when we're writing, we talk um, almost every day, if not every other day, it's every day. So it, it's a really true collaborative process. Um, and so once we get the original premise down, then, um, then yeah, it's all a bunch of discussion, mostly.
0: And of course, as an actor, I mean, you do this naturally anyway. Your dialogue is very natural and it pops and it, it you know, it's got that crackle and, and because he's an actor, he's going to be reading a lot of scripts. He's read a lot of scripts. He's been in a lot of shows. So he's going to know what sounds natural. And when you put that into a book, I think that's really what elevates it. Um, so he comes, he brings that
1: too. Yeah. He's just a really clever writer. He's just, he's a very beautiful writer and he's just super, super clever. So like, I could not have asked for a better writing partner, <laughs> to be honest. That's so <laughs> it's kind of perfect. And you want someone who, you know, has the same goal as you
0: at the end of the day, because it's so much work, and you want to be on the same page with where you're going. And I'm going to keep looking out for these updates for this, uh, either the movie or the TV show, because I know it's going to be incredible. And, but we also get, because my husband's a screenwriter, um, we also know that these things take time. And it's like, hurry up and wait. Yeah times and that's the hardest part but it's always worth it yeah
1: we're we're definitely in a holding pattern with the company but we just got a new deal with MGM to to write a new tv show so that that just came in on Monday so that's pretty cool we're pretty excited about that
0: oh my gosh I'm not sure if this is yeah we're hearing it first here this would be exciting um
1: yeah allowed
0: to tell us about that at
1: all um, I can't say much. I can't really say much about the subject matter. Um, I just, just know that um, we got hired to write a script, which we did not get hired to do for the company. Basically, they bought all the rights to the five books, yeah. and then we took it out and pitched it a bunch of places. And this time we're going in with a script. So we're pretty excited that it's not the company. It's a whole new premise. But we're pretty excited that MGM signed on for script. So yes.
0: that's just so exciting, and it's like a lot of work, but it's always worth it. And the fact that they ask you to write it that bodes well, as far as I feel. You know, I feel that's a really good sign.
1: Yeah, because they have to pay for that, right? <laughs> yes,
0: and they have to know what they want. It's in their wheelhouse; they love yeah. to say, and um, they know that all
1: that work is worth it. So. Right. So at least, you know, they're a little bit, I mean, they did pay me for the book, but I think they're going to be a little bit more invested in this one this time, you know? Yes, Yeah. And the other things always happen. It's just a
0: matter of when it's like everything is ready in its time. So,
1: right. Right.
0: Thank you too, because I loved listening to the perfect year. You did this whole series and it's free for writers on YouTube and it's fabulous like it's so i couldn't stop listening i like oh i'll have a little listen of one and then i just kept listening and it's the best advice now i know the publishing industry changes evolves but i just want to thank you for that can you tell us a little bit about how that series came about that's open to everybody, it's free for everybody, and it's phenomenal if you're a new author or even if you're an author who just wants to freshen
1: up on everything from writing to promoting. Well um I had I'm okay, so when I wrote the science books a long time ago, right? I used to run an online classroom for kids and teach them science. And so this is kind of something that I liked to do to like I kind of like to teach things. I just never taught anything about writing before. So um, I noticed that these courses were becoming very popular. Right? Like, sign up for my course, take my course, and give me all your money. And so I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna make a free one so people don't have to pay any money for it. And so I kind of, because I kind of enjoy it, you know. So I made that this this series. I think there's like eight or nine videos. I don't really remember. Um. And I know it's kind of out of date now. Some of it is and probably need, I probably need to do another one because the market has changed dramatically in the last year.
0: I think the KU thing was always very, because I wasn't KU, I'm KU now with my Enthrall session series because it was the KU thing that we, we were wide with our books and then Amazon and KU, it kind of nudged us towards maybe taking a leap into KU, right? I would say that for me, that was the only thing and it, Changes so it's a very nice. Yes,
1: well, I'm in KU now too, so yeah, it's a whole other way of looking at things, that's for sure.
0: So, KU is Kindle Unlimited. It means for those listening in, it means that we're exclusive to Amazon for a limited time three months and then we can extend it by three months. and Amazon really goes out of its way to promote our books, so um, it's kind of a good partnership, it's kind of a fun par- partnership.
1: So I have. I think it's um yeah I think it's doing okay for me right now. So yeah yeah, yeah. So I have
0: a, a, the Romance Lounge on Facebook, and I put questions out, and I say, "What do you want to ask Julie when she comes on the show?" And I choose a question. So we have a question from
1: Jody: What are you currently working on? I uh, currently working on right now is actually I'm starting a pen name. Um, this summer so and it's because I want to write sci-fi romance like dirty sci-fi romance right and I didn't want to do it um, under the J.A. Huss name so I decided to get a pen name so right now like today I'm writing book two in that series that I'm going to start releasing in probably first week of June.
0: That's fabulous I I have, a, I have a sci-fi book in my head and I'm so excited about it. But I'm like, it's like taking that leap of faith and going, can I move away from, I write erotic romance and contemporary romance. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I've got to take a leap. And I think, so it's like the, the story's at the back of my mind and I, it won't go away. You know how characters do that. And yeah, yeah. but exciting. So um, you know, when will you be able to tell us more about this new series?
1: Um, I mean I could tell you anything you want right now. Um, it it's the pen name is going to be Casey Cross. It's not going to be secret. My name is going to be on the cover with it. And um the book is I mean, I'm not gonna release the title yet, so I won't do that. But the book is just it's a fun, sexy romance, kind of a little bit poking fun at the tropes in um alien because they have some crazy um tropes in alien romance and I just think it's all fun yeah. so it's a little bit poking fun at that but there's a big overarching story because I think it's going to be at least five books long
0: wow that's incredible how do you do that talking about your writing and your writing process do you just go and write like 300,000 words and then you spit it up or do you, do you just finish one send it to an editor or you edit yourself how does that work for you
1: yeah, I just write them one at a time um, and send it to the editor. And then I just immediately start on book two as soon as I send it when yeah. I'm doing a series. And then do you aim for Yeah, and then... Or do you just feel... I
0: don't... Like- um, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, do you feel like you, you have a word count you kind of have in the back of your head? Or is it just just wherever the book naturally breaks at that kind of novel level?
1: you've reached? No, I always have a word count. I always have a word count. So I I always go in knowing exactly where I want to land. So this one was 80,000 words. And I think I came in at 78. But I was like, yeah, that's close enough. But yeah, I always plan how many words so I know where to put all my plot points. Uh, I'm kind of a stickler about word count. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah,
0: Yeah, me too. It's like I I kind of Yeah, I kind of use that to track where I am with my arcs and stuff like that. Yep. Character arcs, you know, where they have a moment where they're growing or that moment where they're growing or changing and everything like that um so you I remember listening or reading somewhere that you used to exercise and that's where you got a lot of your ideas and then you were writing what's your writing process are we allowed to talk about it because I know some people are very delicate about their writing process like me I'm like oh I'm scared you know it's too delicate <laughs> it's okay to kind of say if you were talking to other authors and talk about this writing process, is it the first thing you do is you get up, make some tea or coffee and then write? How is it for you?
1: Um, that is what I do now. When I first started, um, I used to get on the treadmill and just walk until I had the scene in my head. And then I would write it down when I got done. Um, but now I don't have a treadmill right now. I only have like, I have one of those Peloton bikes yeah. and the instructor is always yelling at me. So I can't like, <laughs>
0: You're like shut up
1: <laughs> oh my God, my like it's not good for like meditative exercise, yeah. so yeah, I just um try and have this scene in my head at, at nighttime so that when I wake up I wake up really early and I do my writing right away um, then I know where I'm headed, so yeah, I just get a cup of coffee and um sit down and start writing
0: That's really fabulous so what are you currently um reading what's on your Bed
1: night stand, or do you have one? Or do you have an audiobook? I do have an audiobook, and um, it's one, it's a kind of a new one, and it's sci fi, so nobody's going to be interested in it. Okay. Um, but I'll tell you anyway, because if anybody loves audiobooks, they would love this one because it's so clever. It's called The World Ship Humility, and it's a funny, funny sci fi kind of crazy, um, it's just a crazy fun audiobook and this narrator i can't i don't know his name but he's a famous actor and he's british or irish or something and he does these he does a million different voices and it's so amazing i am listening to it twice so i'm re-listening to the world ship humility right now
0: oh it sounds great
1: yeah i loved it
0: I'm a huge, I'm a huge fan, and we've talked about this. I'm a huge fan of audiobooks. Like that. sometimes I'm listening to them in the middle of the night because you know, sometimes I wake up and I'm like, oh, I'll put my earbuds in and I just listen to it for an hour before I go back to sleep. And it's a great way of getting a lot of reading in. <laughs> you know what it's like yeah. we are as authors. Um, I love to ask guests what their advice is for writers. Like, do you have anything? you'd like to share with writers or authors that are listening in about writing, Um, promotion, anything at all you think would be valuable, like a little nugget of something?
1: Well, I think, um, I think, you know, I think, because I just started an author group and I I asked everybody, um, what is holding you back, you know? And a lot of them have said the same thing that how do I find time to write? And I think there is no right time. And I think you'll hear this from a lot of people that you just have to make a decision to sit down and write, you know, and for some people that's going to be at three o'clock in the morning because they have a day job and kids or something. And for other people, it's going to be after dinner, you know, before they go to bed. So I think the most um, helpful thing from that number one, you know, roadblock of not finding time to write is just, you just have to make yourself do it and say, this is my time to write.
0: It, I completely agree. And I, I always say, look, just aim for a minimum word count. Just go for 250 or 500 and just do that every day if you can. And then before you know it, you know, in three months, you know, you're almost there if you're not there. So it's just those small steps, right? It's those small steps built yeah. really big. I love that advice. That's fabulous. So when's your next signing? Where? What? When's your next appearance, Julie? Where
1: can people come? I'm see? actually, um, I'm I'm actually, sorry, I got like a notice on my phone. I was like, what the hell is that? Um, but I'm actually leaving for DC next week to go to a Polycon. So next Wednesday, I don't know what the date is, the 20th, I think, of March. Um, I'll be in DC signing at a Polycon.
0: Wonderful. And then, where can we find you? I'm going to, this is a question I always ask. I, I, I know where we can find you online. You have a website, you're on Facebook. What's your personal Facebook group called? If people want to come into your personal group and just. Talk um,
1: message? It's not easy to find. That's for sure. oh. <laughs> But it, it's called Shrike Bikes because it's based off something in my, one of my books. Yeah. So it's Shrike Bikes, S-H-R-I-K-E, bikes. And um, that's where everybody hangs out to talk to me.
0: Okay, guys. So, Hank, you know, head on over there and uh, join the group. And then you can actually leave a message for Julie or even maybe
1: get a message
0: back, which is super exciting. And tell yeah, her- I
1: talk to everybody in there. So anybody who asks a question, I will definitely answer in that group.
0: That's so great. I love, we always talk at the end all these authors I love the romance community because we love our readers so much and I know you do and I know you interact a lot online I'm so grateful to you for hanging out with us today because I know you have a lot going on you also have two donkeys don't you which I love yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) donkeys oh they're crazy
0: Oh, my gosh. I see if you go into a group, you'll see these wonderful pictures and they just,
1: like, brighten your day, these cute, cute donkeys. They come up to you. They <laughs> escape at one point or something? Yes. Oh, they de- They haven't in a long time because I'm very careful these days. But, yes, one day we were chasing them down the road in a car. It was oh. awful. Oh, for some reason I thought they came to your home or something. Came to.
0: Not oh, me- they
1: do. They come up to the door or But this one, yeah, the last time – They ran down the road to the neighbor's house, and they were about to disappear into the mountains. And so I like had to herd them with my car and get them. We dragged them home from the car.
0: And then you have to throw carrots at them or something. I don't know. I've never. (laughs) No, I'm trying to. You know what it's like. Your writer, your writer's brain kicks in, and I'm thinking of all the ways to entrap a donkey. Um, (laughs) Thank you so much for being here today. I'm so. You're welcome. Thank you. Okay, guys. Thank you. Thank you again for being with us on the Romance Show podcast. Head on over to Julie's website to check out all things related to J.A. Huss. Also, if you're an author, I highly recommend her YouTube course, The Perfect Year. As an author, I found it invaluable. If you're on Goodreads, I'd love for you to head on over there and add my new novel that's coming out next month, Pervade London. It's an MMF. It's a menage a trois romance between a female violinist and two mysterious British men, untold influence. Super sexy. We've got some real fun things for you in April, around the time of this book's release, and they're all going to be free, and you're all going to get to be able to enjoy them. That's my little tease for the end of the show. So the news is, Perfume Girl, the audiobook has been cast with the amazing narrators Lucy Rivers and Jason Clark will be joining us to narrate the novel. Cannot wait for you to hear it. It's going to be amazing. We're hanging out in Vanessa Fueing's Romance Lounge on Facebook. If you want to chat with me some more, I'm in there most days. Thank you to everyone who is spreading the word about our Romance Show podcast. Our audience continues to grow. Be sure to go to iTunes and subscribe, rate, and if you like what you hear, review. For more on me, visit vanessafuehrings.com. Until next time, keep your hearts full.